This is Local Mash. Get inside and lock your doors. On Birmingham Mountain Radio. What's up, everyone? You're listening to Local Mash here on Birmingham Mountain Radio, brought to you by Church Street Coffee and Books in Crestline Village. Go to Church Street or the devil will get you. Also by Boutwell Studios down in the heart of Homewood. Boutwell Studios, creative audio and production. I'm Daniel Long, and I'll be your host again tonight. We have a very special guest who I will mention in a minute, but be sure to follow us on social media. Of course, you can catch us here every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. We also stream at uh, behemmountainradio.com. We have a podcast where you can find additional content and more thorough interviews, all kinds of things to check out. So follow us there and uh, give, us a, give us a rating, a five-star rating on your favorite podcast uh, player. And yeah, stay in touch. Well, we, as I said, have a another guest tonight. He is no stranger to musicians and, and music lovers in Birmingham and uh, lovers of fashion, all sorts of culture. It is Duquette Johnston. His album, The Social Animals, will be out on February the 25th. And we're going to listen to some of Etowa, one from a few years ago. Also, Rabbit Runs a Destiny. And yeah, yeah. And we're going to get to hear what's been going on with he and Morgan and the kids over the last couple of months and years. And uh, we hope that you'll join us and stay stick around for the whole two hours. Um yeah, that's about it. So without further ado, let's get right on into our conversation with Ducat Johnston from a couple of weeks ago. What's up, everyone? You're listening to Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio, brought to you by Church Street Coffee and Books in Crestline Village. Go to Church Street or the devil will get you. Also by Boutwell Recording Studios down in Homewood. Boutwell Studios, creative audio and production. And I'm Daniel Long, and man, at long last... <laughs> I'm here with Duquette Johnston in the mines. That's welcome, welcome. That's what I've been calling this place because, um, well, for oh, obvious cool. reasons, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like you're in a mine. I get you. <laughs> and you know, stones throw from absolutely a stones throw from, from old mining. Both of our houses. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. It for only coming. took a few years. It only took a few years. Oh man, it's just the beginning, though. It's just, just the beginning. Timing. So uh, sometimes you just have to let timing do what it's supposed to do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So the main reason we're here, right, is the social animals will be out on the twenty fifth. The twenty fifth, February twenty yeah. fifth. February twenty fifth. Um, and man, but since this is your first time on, like I was saying, I'm hoping we can kind of go back, maybe catch some people up. Some folks are familiar with what you've been doing, you know, yeah. for a while, and you've been making music for a long time, freaking forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so yeah, so let's just let's kind of. Yeah, I can't first, believe this is my first time to come, like, come talk about a match because y'all have supported me like crazy. But um, yeah, I've just sort of been a, a, a homebody for even pre-pandemic. I just have kind of kept to myself. Me too. Me you too. Know? And that's why I'm really glad that this has all worked out here. So I can. Well, and this is right down the street from my house. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So you got? Do you have three singles that are out so far? Yeah, three singles out so far. The first one was Year to Run. And then to my daughters, mm-hmm. and then the most recent is Mystics. And Mystics, the, yeah. And then the fourth song comes out on February. I don't know when this is airing. When is this airing? When are you putting? Whenever this you want. Uh, what? So 
there's another song coming out February 4th, I think, if that is correct. Yeah. Um, and another video. And that's like the last sort of like single quote. I'm holding up air quotes here. Cool. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's it going to be? Can you say? Yeah, it's Tonight. The oh, song the last tonight. one. Yeah. The very last, the very oh, last that's song. One of the of, album. That's really one of my favorites after listening through like four times. I think I listened through the record four times so far. It, it's... Um, not to jump too far ahead in our conversation, but it's definitely like strange or was weird for me to put an anthem at the end of an album because most people tell you to put it at the front, at the front. Or, or in the middle or like the way up. And I, it just, I don't know. It serves yep. the record well because it's just if, if I can make some observations, um, and of course this is very subjective, but um, there's amazingly wonderful somewhat abstracted imagery around family and faith and hope yep um and so to leave it on a high note like that yep. is it serves the record that's really I, well i think um that's you know, just good a subjective, subjective opinion yeah no yeah. that's straight up that's yeah. i wanted to close it out on a high note but mm, mm, mm. i do love that song i can't wait for everybody to hear it it has been a real challenge to hang on to this one, but here it is at long last from his forthcoming album out everywhere February 25th. It's Duquette Johnston with Tonight, and you're listening to Local Mash.
It's the final track from Duquette Johnston's The Social Animals, and it's the last single that you're going to get. I'm Daniel Long, and you are listening to Local Mash. That record will be available everywhere on February 25th. Now, back to our conversation with Duke here on Local Mash. So, can you can you kind of go back and be like, how, why music? What how, Was it just something that grabbed you? Was it something that you've always had why to do? Why did I like, get into how, music? How, why, like <clears throat> any of that stuff. Yeah, I think three years old, uh, <laughs> I was pretending to sing songs with a guitar. I mean, I have a picture of it. Like, I just always was around music. You know, my parents were huge music fanatics. They weren't my mom was a musician, but I mean, she played like the dulcimer. Like, I mean, my parents, like what, my memory of my early childhood is being in the mountains of Wyoming, uh, you know, up until like my parents divorced and my mom moved us here, is that my mom like singing like these folk songs and Joni Mitchell and other stuff. I've, I got to try and remember not to cuss because this is the radio. Uh, <laughs> like on her dulcimer. And I, yeah. when she would drive me, 45 minutes to violin lessons when I was like three, four years old. Okay. I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere, dude. Like literally like close your eyes and picture like we're sleeping in tents at, at times on these 2000 acres up against the Bighorn National Forest and mm. there's no neighbors close by. I mean, like that was my earliest childhood in, in music, but then just growing up, yeah, I mean, I took piano lessons. Like, once my brother got a guitar, I was like, I want to play guitar. Like, my brother, my older brother turned me on to so much music. Like, him and my uncle, okay, who's my mom's brother, there's a song on the record called Motorcycles that I wrote about him. Because he was in a motorcycle wreck in 1972, early 72, when my mom was pregnant. And was, he was in a coma for six months. And when he came out of that coma... There's a lyric in the song that says, your visions from comas come true. He told my mom, most everything I've done in my life, he told my mother from his coma. Like after he came out of his coma, he had like visions of my life. Oh, wow. That I didn't pay attention to for a very long time. She transmitted that to you. I guess so. Yeah, like I'm not sure how, like she, he shared that information with me before he passed away several years ago. Um what was his name? Uh, Michael Duquette. Okay. Um, Michael Joseph Duquette. Mm. Um, and strong name. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just, I was always into music. I mean, my dad listened to a, a huge variety of stuff. I have crazy memories of like our family being in a suburban, driving on mountains sideways with the Doobie Brothers turned up really loud <laughs> and everyone laughing. And I'm sitting in the back just going, wow, we're all going to die listening to the Doobie Brothers and roll down this What a way to go. So it just always stuck with me. And I started playing around like with writing songs in high school. And then, you know, I knew Bondi and Newbie. Like, I was always, like, in high school sort of, like, running sound and putting on punk rock. I promoted punk rock shows out at Tuxedo Junction. Right. I did, like, Christ on a Crutch and Neurosis with some friends and other shows out there as a teenager. Yeah. I didn't even have a car. Um, that was just a little bit before my time. I never really made it to Tuxedo Junction shows, but... Man, in the 80s, like, yeah. it, 
between early 80s, mid 80s in Birmingham, there was like Dr. Jekyll's or the Eclectic down on Morris Avenue. And I'm not sure what is in what was that space now or if that space got torn down. But like the underground rock scene and punk rock scene with bands like Electric Circus and Bone Dolly and then touring punk bands. Like I snuck out as a 13 year old and went to all those shows. And by the time I was 15, I started promoting shows. So I was a promoter and running sound awesome. before I started writing songs. Before you started writing, wow, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then I started writing songs like right out of high school. Like I came home, I'd gotten sent off to boarding school and I came back, not sure what I wanted to do and ran into Bondi and um, my buddy Andy Birdwell and this guy mm -hmm. and Carson Lamb. Like at first it was just me and Bondi and Birdwell. Oh, and Tom Bagby. Yeah. I think it was part, it was like the four of us and then me and Bondi like splintered off and started this band called Volume. Okay. And that was that was Volume. like yeah, Volume evolved into Shallow, Shallow evolved into Verbena, Verbena evolved into wherever everybody else is doing now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. So it goes way back. Like it, yeah. my music has been part of my life since I was a tiny. I figured it was deep. It, yeah. It's 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 yeah. re, it's real deep, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Wow. Mm -hmm. And my uncle, like Mike that influenced me so heavily, like he 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 was in a wheelchair and he could he didn't do anything except pretty much listen to music. Like for a while, he could drive. <laughs> Here's Susie. Yeah, there, sorry. <laughs> totally, no, it's totally cool. I was recording the other night and there was trains coming through Woodlawn. We just left it. Um, like he would sit in his room and just make his own mixtapes. Mm. of like Elvis and Johnny Cash and opera and the Beatles and he had a crazy vinyl collection and like the dude especially as he got older and couldn't drive and lost more and more use of his body he just listened to music yeah like he would he was a devout catholic he would listen to music do his rosary listen to music do his rosary. it's like mm. all he did and play mm. chess um yeah so it's just been it's been in around and part of my life from the time I was a tiny, tiny human. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. It shows. You are listening to Local MASH on Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, brought to you in part by Church Street Coffee and Books in Crestline Village. Go to Church Street or the devil will get you. Also by Boutwell Studios down in Homewood, Boutwell Studios, creative audio and production. I'm Daniel Long and... I hope that you are enjoying this journey sort of back through the years with Ducat Johnston, one that is very personal, and his music reflects that. And now we're going to take you back musically to about 2006, when the record Edouard was released for the very first time. Uh, it's since been re-released. Um, actually, right before pandemic, we were hoping to get together and discuss that release. Now there's a brand new album that's going to be out on February 25th called The Social Animals, Duquette Johnston. So here in the meantime, before we get back to more conversation, uh, is the first one off of Etowa. It's called Crazy to Believe. And then we have the second track right following that. It's called Babies and Diamonds from Etowa, 2006, Duquette Johnston. And you're listening to Local Mash.
That is the first two songs off of a record entitled Etowah from 2006. That's Duquette Johnson from right here in Birmingham. You're listening to Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham. Uh, be sure to go by and see them at Club Duquette. They've got clothing and accessories and all kinds of curiosities that you need to check out over in Woodlawn down by communicating vessels and all kinds of other exciting things going on over there as of late. So go check out Club Duquette. But yes, tonight you're hearing excerpts from a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago in anticipation of the release of a new album entitled Social Animals, The Social Animals. Duquette Johnston, it'll be out February 25th. We've played you the most recent single release to kick off the show tonight, which is called Tonight. So go check that out. There's four and that's all you're going to get until the 25th. So make sure you either pre-order or go find it when it gets out via the best outlet for that. Whatever your preferred media are is. Um, yeah. All right. So we're going to get back to that conversation right now. This is Local Mash. Like, that's why I've always told people, like, no matter what happens in my life, if I'm making records on a cassette four track and and just giving them away, uh, it's it's not something like the is a phase otherwise i would have quit a long time ago right like i will make music of some sort or fashion always yeah you know music is at times has made me money music at times has cost me a ton of money <laughs> mm-hmm. cost me parts of my soul friendships all kinds of sh- yeah. stuff yeah <laughs> you yeah. believe that yeah <laughs> yeah so and then then also from what you're saying too then these elements of uh religious or faith driven imagery mm-hmm. also are pretty ingrained like they are with like from an early age you're talking about him and the rosary yeah and i think you know i think some of that uh, so I mean, something that was a part of you guys family life or was that just a, it was a, a greater like larger family thing <laughs> Yes and no. I mean, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, my, my mom jumped fronting from for a while. She was like Catholic, then Methodist, then Episcopal, you know. It's like in the South, you just everybody in, in where my mom lived to a certain point, like everybody went to some kind of church. Right, right. Um, it's very much uh, a, a a social community it, sort of yeah, aspect. Yeah, and I, I, I've always had this thing about like music from the South. I think people have always, in some of the... And reason I think some of the best music has come from the South is a the heat. I talk about it a lot and Ooh. how it affects people mentally and spiritually and physically. Yeah. But the, you couple that with the fact that so many people have always had in historically, in all walks of 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 of, of life, people will have like one foot in the bar and one foot in the church. Mm-hmm. You know. And there's times where I was a it's apt. Yeah. <laughs> there was the time where, like. I felt I belonged to a certain faith. Other times I'm just have searched for higher meaning in life and more divine and deep connections with the universe and creating with the universe. And I've identified as a Buddhist. I've identified as a Christian. Um, now I try to just be a loving human and mm. stick to that. But somehow there's always been that imagery, yeah. you know, of searching. And it, it's, they used, I mean, there was a joke with some of my friends for a while, like when, in Cut Grass Days, where so many songs had the word save me. And I'm like, I was, mm. I think I was hurting so much and didn't realize it. And I was just, it was coming out through what I, what I wrote. But, um, well, that's somebody, I mean, that's, excuse me, something that most people can relate to at least at some Absolutely. point, right? I mean, like, uh, yeah. if, if not continually, 
at least sure. at certain transitional points where you you're well aware that if something outside and bigger doesn't happen, then it, it, it may be all over or things are definitely maybe not going to get better at least. Yeah, you know? I mean, everybody's got their different journeys with it. Some people, and I have no judgment on anyone's journey, you know, like, and I hope yeah. that because I have walked in many different shoes, so to speak, that I can connect to more people. And relate to more people, you know, like I think that's like the greatest thing, A, that music tears down barriers and walls and people can unite over music, whether you uh, like people come from different religions, faiths, like, you know, political beliefs, sexual orientations, skin color, whatever, like people can come together over music like it's nobody's business. Mm -hmm. Food and music. Yeah. And sometimes fashion, but you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but music straight up, it tears down walls and barriers, and that that's the cool thing. So I, I hope that, and I, I mean, somebody said something recently, and maybe it's not even out that about this new album being so deeply personal, and I have almost always written just personally, you know, yeah. So well, there's yeah, definitely like, an intimate. And an, an intimacy about everything that I've ever heard that you've you've done that and and again that made me superimposing something or, or just feeling it. No, it a is connection. Super, it is super it, intimate, and I think I also try to leave room so that people can take a song and interpret. My job is to write, write the song, create the song, and then what the universe connects to it and how they connect to it is up to them. Yeah, it's not me yeah. to control. I yeah, used yeah. to want to control it, mm-hmm. but the last two years. That's uh, the pandemic and a ton of like self exploration and work has gotten me to like quit trying to grasp and hold and control those outcomes, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And now two more tracks from the record Etowah from 2006. It's Duquette Johnston in a night showcasing his music and in anticipation of the social animals, which will be released in full on February 25th. In the meantime, there are four singles to enjoy. We kicked off the show tonight with Tonight, the fourth single. Uh, you're going to hear the other ones towards the end of our program, along with some more music from Etowah, Rabbit Runs of Destiny, and from the new record. So um, it'll be out February 25th, The Social Animals on Single Lock Records. But in the meantime, here are two more songs from... Etowah, Blistered Fields and Temptations, right here on Local Mash. i 
the single best reference for anyone who needs to understand. You're listening to Local Mash. So as far as the songs on the social animals, are they written over a certain period of time? Has it been more recent or there's some things that go back farther? There's some that, that go back. had longer there's, lives? There's two that have long, like really longer lives. Okay. One being the song, one being Tonight. Okay. That is the oldest yeah. song on the album. Interesting. Okay. I mean, and talk about trusting the universe. Like I've recorded that song a lot of times with a lot of different bands. The closest it's ever been released was when the Gum Creek Killers gave it away uh, on Noise Trade. Okay. That's the closest that song's ever come to being released, like officially. And then I've just sat on it, sat on it, and we tried it with this rhythm section, like when we were recording. Um, and it just worked. And it was right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was tonight's the night. <laughs> it's, yeah, tonight's the night, man. It was the groove between Steve Shelley and Emil Amos, who's on bass. Like, it was th- them listening to like the direction I wanted and just absolutely locking into something together. Like, the bass on it is, is everything, mm-hmm. really, on the whole record. But, you know, mm-hmm. the, the rhythm section, I just I absolutely love. Yeah. But so that tonight is the oldest. And then the song Motorcycles would be not far behind that. Okay. That I wrote for my uncle. Um, I've, I've recorded three or four versions of that that I don't know if they've ever been released. Yeah. Um, I did one with like Louis Schifano at the Taylor House at Maria and Kate's mom's house. Oh, yeah. Uh, years ago, like late one night. Um, and then everything else on the social animals was re- I started writing right before my son was born. Okay. So, like, I put out... Is he, like, nine now? No, he's almost eight. Okay. Which okay. is crazy. Wow. But so, I put out my last record in 2013. And then we suddenly found out we were having Rabbit a Rabbit Runs of Destiny. Yeah, I put out Rabbit yeah. Runs of Destiny in 2013 with Communicating Vessels. And we didn't think we could have a kid. Then all of a sudden, my wife was like, hey, guess what? We're having... A kid, yeah, and she got really wow. sick, and we I stopped promoting that record because mm-hmm. like, you know, she just had her, she had a pretty rough pregnancy, mm. and I started I wrote like a couple of songs right before that. I was starting this thing where I wanted to write and record one song. I can't remember if it was every week. It was like a little group of people. It was with like Clint Wells and oh, yeah. some other folks, yeah. um, and then. After he was born, my wife was really sick. Morgan was had a bacterial infection mm. in her gut, and I couldn't work. She couldn't work. Luckily, I'd done a song for a, a, a TV commercial, and something that we thought would be like our family's nest egg became our lifeline. Mm. And mm. I just—we didn't tell a lot of people about what was going on. Yeah. Um, we kept really quiet about it, and I was just writing songs at all hours, every day. I, I think I had rough ideas of like 160 songs for this album. But there were certain ones that just stuck that I kept coming back to and kept playing, and I would do everything on a voice memo. And then I went through and started cataloging into, like, I think these could work for a more, like, stripped down, or I've never done instrumental, but what if these turn into something else? But these are, like... To, to do with a band. And I started demoing stuff at, at Jeffrey Kane's at that point. Um, so most of the songs were written during that whole time period, the majority from right before my son was born to till I recorded the album in 2016, you know? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a process. I like hearing about the process. This, I feel is, like this it, has been the like most spaced out process I've probably ever done. Once we started recording, it was hyper-focused and like laser vision. We knocked it out. But there was a lot of pre-writing and work and demos more than I'd ever done um, in my life. But the writing was a process because for a year and a half, we were just holed up in our house. Yeah. The rest you know? of the world, yeah. I mean, like, well, no, pre-pandemic. Or pre-pandemic. Yeah, yeah, this is like 20... Healing and, yeah. Yeah, 2014 through 2015, Okay. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't until 2016 that we were kind of like, all right, like New Year's Eve of 2015, we were kind of like, all right, we're Morgan's healthy, like 
getting back? Like, what are we doing? Are we staying here? Are we moving? What are we doing with our lives? And I knew I wanted to make this record. And we started had started doing this thing that may have been the first New Year's Eve where we sit down and wrote out our intentions for the year. Like, what do we want to see in our life? And at the end of the, 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 the time period that night, it was a great way to spend New Year's Eve. I, um, I looked down on my paper and I was like, oh, I want to learn how to open a shop, which turned into Club Duquette. Yeah. And I want to make a record with John and Yellow. Like that was my, those were the two things I wanted to do that year. It gave me a direction. And man, nine months later, we opened Club Duquette. And the next day I flew to New Jersey and started the record with John and Yellow. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. There's something about that intentionality in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially writing it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you have somebody else that you do it with. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm even, really, I'm really yeah. lucky, fortunate. I mean, look, marriages are not easy. You got to work at them. Some people it's easier than others. But like, I am very fortunate that I have a partner and my wife, like a true partner in our marriage. Yeah, like me too. We support each other's art, creativity, create creativity. We support. I mean, we run our businesses together. We parent every like it's just, and we try to elevate each other and support each other in like the self exploration of becoming better humans, which makes us yeah better at our art, better at parenting, better at all this stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of intentionality. And that one, Overall. that oneness too, that develops because you're growing together. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it. It makes the marriage even easier if you're working together. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Instead of apart. Um, but so, anyways, that's when. Yeah. Not to get so sidetracked, but that's when all this, the most of the songs were written after my son was born. Yeah. Okay. Holy Child was written right before he was born. Mm. And I talk about like. Like there's a line that says, I hear the wolf, he's calling. And that was about him because his middle name's Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. He's got a strong name, too. He's got, he's got a, a strong legacy. He's got a strong head, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I bet. That's raising a kid right now. <laughs> Anyways. I'm sure he's just bright and just full of life and helps it helps. It helps. We don't have any children right now ourselves, but um, but we get to help raise if that's an or, or help guide. Y'all a, are involved a, a in a lot of, of kids' lives, like kids yeah, lives. absolutely, man. Like, um, and it's really important, and it has grown us, helped us grow. Sure. you know, in so many ways. I mean, the nieces and nephews, and the kids that are in school, and lessons at Mason, and you know, yeah. the girls' rock stuff, and all all, all of it. I mean. Uh, it's it's the it's it's always they're always the future, you know, and that's regardless of whether they're my responsibility, <laughs> they are they are I feel responsible, yeah. you know, because well, you're you're feeding yeah. energy and life into them, you know what I mean. So it's mm-hmm. there is weight and responsibility with that. I mean, I I hope to leave a better world for my kids. <laughs> it's a yeah. challenge right now, but yeah, um, it, it's man, he's. Yeah, I could talk all night about the, the, things, I, uh, the, the things I learned from parenting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so the album kicks off, Social Animals kicks off with The Year to Run, mm-hmm. first single. Um, it's easy to want to superimpose a lot of the waiting that's been going on and the things that have happened in these lockdowns mm-hmm. over that. Can you t- can you kind of talk a little bit about where that actually kind of started from, that, that idea of Year to Run? I mean, what's really funny about a lot of the lyrics on this album is how they became, they seem to uh, get more meaning with the pandemic and with time. And it'll always evolve and go, but... um, where does, this it, was where about, does it sit with you, I guess, maybe now as it stands? Well, it would be I mean, a better question. It, then it sat with me when I was writing it. It was about um, my wife and I fighting to keep our creative lives going, to keep our home, to keep... Like, when I say, like, she, she like stuff was crazy and she was sick, like, man, we went through some crazy... I mean... You know, there was moments and times where we spent every dime to to like keep her healthy and pay all the medical bills that come with all that. Yeah. And I you know, we're on the verge of losing our home at times. It was crazy. And um I, th- th- that song like sort of birthed out of that. Like um I was holding on for one more year to run, so I started closing eyes and seeing chasing sun or seeing sun. I keep changing it on like when I play it, mm-hmm. but it was like, what are you going to choose to look at? What are you going to like? I was like, I'm not giving up, you know. Like I'm ready to run out and like, as long as I'm taking care of this, this is my priority. Like things can burn down around me, and as long as like I've got my family, I'm good. You know that yeah. was that was sort of it and and now even more so it's like wow how important is your family and family isn't just like blood you know what i mean family there's chosen family there's community there's neighbors there's people that you just end up hanging out with every week that you had been in each other's orbit and circles and all of a sudden your families connect and it's like that's your family that's it yeah you know like so it's that's its meaning for me. I think <laughs> at the time and now, like you know, um, family to me has always sort of been the idea of it was to be the model for how you interact with the rest of the world, mm. and so that it's constantly growing thing. And I had a really strong example in my my maternal grandfather that way, where yeah. eulogizing him was me saying if you wanted to be a member of the giles family then you were if you in if you invested like you know if it was just mutual investment then 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 the the wall came down yeah you know and it was i get i get really yeah i mean it was that's very important to me. And so that's the way I've seen it. And so I kind of see, I, I, I'm finding, you know, I'm superimposing my story sure, over, but, but over that, the song. But you know? dude, that's yeah. the thing, though. That's what I talk about, letting yeah. it out in the universe and letting people's connection to it do its thing. Because your connection to that song, there's going to be meanings that could be there for me, but you're going to connect to it on a level that connects to where you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and Year to Run is, the, is, is a great example of that, you know, like... Um, and it, man, it was just, I, we weren't, I was 
like not going to give up I've like on what we were doing and what we were trying to accomplish in life. You know, we just kept doing, kept creating, kept going after what we wanted. It's amazing how much of that I feel like it's come through and then I've appreciated about listening to, or as as I've listened to the album. That's yeah. that's, that's that's something is really something going on with it and I I hope that everybody'll go get their own copies and listen to the thing as a whole cuz I listened to the singles as they came out and then uh as the time got closer where I knew we were going to get to spend some time together talking mm-hmm. about it then um then I started listening through like I do with sure. records because it's a completely different experience and again I'm always I'm always trying to if you don't listen to records <laughs> and songs in the context in which they're created um I feel like there's something that gets missed and that may not be true of every album that comes out now because things are so single driven and, and very yeah, product I think it very, I think based it, but, it can vary but with somebody like artists. you I feel like I, I would be remiss if I did not do that well and we chose to make an album you know what I mean we chose yeah. these songs out of all the songs that I wrote and the songs there were several things that in yellow was like keep working on it it's not finished it's you know like and I didn't blink an eye when he said that stuff to me, I just said, done, next. Like, let's, like, mm-hmm. I'll write something on the spot. What do we get? What do we do? But it was about creating a whole album, even if some songs like Tonight, Motorcycles, like the oldest song is Tonight, then Motorcycles, then Fortunate Ride, and then everything else was written when, you know, right before my son was born, into 2013, all of 2014. So, like, in a year and a half period, 100 something rough ideas a lot of which are horrible <laughs> um and <laughs> don't make any sense but i we put together those songs for a reason they made an album they came together as an album and also because as i demoed them i had a sound in my head and these songs all worked within that layering that texture of what the sonic nature that that john and i created you know yeah We've been looking back a bit here over the years with Duquette Johnston. And, of course, as I said earlier, in anticipation of his full release of The Social Animals on Single Lock Records, which will be out on February the 25th. Uh, But in the meantime, we've been enjoying some of that other music from Etowah. And we're going to hear some stuff from Rabbit Runs of Destiny. But right now, two more from Etowah, Golden Sun, and O19. And then catch us back at the top of the next hour. This is Local Mash.
You're listening to Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio. It's the only place left to go.
Hard to Run, the first single released from this new album that will be out from Duquette Johnson called The Social Animals. I'm Daniel Long, and you're in the second hour here of Local Mash on Birmingham Mount Radio, brought to you by Church Street Coffee and Books in Crestline Village, right here on 107.3 FM. We have been chatting with him and looking back a little bit through the years and listening to the record Etowah, and we are listening through the singles from this new record, The Social Animals, will be out on February 25th on Single Lock Records, and you can get yours from your favorite record store, uh, Seasick, or any other Alabama, or wherever you happen to be listening from, record store, uh, and whatever social you know, streaming platform, whatever, we won't get into all that, but it doesn't really matter where you get it, as long as you get it. All right, well, back to our conversation now with Duquette. So as you run whiskey in the wine, <laughs> baby loves a mystery. Mm-hmm. That one's intriguing to me, and there's some beautiful How, harmonies, yeah. of course, throughout the whole thing with uh, Becca and Rachel. Ba- yeah, and, ba- baby uh, loves a mystery is just Rachel. Okay, and then <clears throat> excuse me, the other songs is Becca, Rachel, and oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm blanking on her name. A girl I only met one time. She came in the studio with Becca, sang and dipped. I've never seen her again. I like, I have her name on the album credits, but like I've literally never interacted with her in life other than that. Okay. But um, the the bulk Becca Fox. I mean the the bulk of the backup vocals is is Becca. Yeah. You know. Um, and but see, Rachel had done all the demos with me, and like her voice is so haunting and beautiful. It is. It really is. Yeah, there's so many incredible sing- like songwriters and singers in this town. It's unreal. Becca, Rachel, I mean, I could go on and on, but like yeah. man, they, they come in the studio and just without blinking an eye or, or like carving out the harmonies and nailing it. Yeah. 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 Mm. But Baby Loves a Mystery, I that had to be Rachel. I, I had I liked her there was something about us singing that song together that just worked really, really well. Yeah. <laughs> She's just not giving up. <laughs> Susie Blue. And then Holy Child we talked about, written right before mm-hmm. uh, your son was born. Motorcycles we talked about, your uncle. Um, intriguing to my daughters. Yeah, so I'm going to backtrack real quick. Holy Child, I actually said that wrong. Run With the Bulls was the one where I said, I hear the wolf, he's calling. Run Run With the Bulls was written right before he was born. Holy Child, I wrote at like 2 in the morning in our kitchen staring at my son while my wife was holding him. Yeah, because that that song is like, um, I look in your eyes and I look in mine too and I wonder what the world's going to do for you. Like... Mm. baby I hope you become what you dream I think that's the lyric but like your mo- yeah. you have your mother's eyes your mother's smile and her feistiness too yeah. like I mean that was written after he was born that okay. was like staring straight directly at him when yeah. I wrote that in the middle of the night mm. but to my daughters yeah that run I wrote actually that was like right at the end of 2013 okay so when I had done the Rabbit Runs of Destiny record I did like a a little fundraiser to help pay for promotion and stuff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the things somebody could bid on was for me to write a song for him. And so a dear friend that's now like a 
famous architect here in Birmingham. Like, that's what he contributed. And so I wrote a song for him, but it was about him. It was about... That's awesome. Yeah, wow. it's like... That's but it but I also related to it, so it's still personal because I mean I have a daughter, I have a son, like you know. But I, yeah, he was just a country boy, um, new desire, new despair. It was that that's that 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 balance of walking between the good and the bad, you know, mm-hmm. the light and the dark. Mm. I don't want to necessarily say church because not everyone relates to that, but it's about like the light and the dark, you mm. know, where where are you going to be? Mm-hmm. And wow. what do you want for your kids? Right. You know, what do you yeah. want for this world? What do you want to leave behind? Yeah. I don't know. What are you hearing that song? Um. Well, I think... It's probably caused me to come to grips with like the again like I have been in many ways. I've got I've got two sisters and two brothers, um, but the and I, and, I, and I'm the oldest, so there's this protectiveness, uh, and I I, I I'm, I'm, I'll come back because I realize that that's not the same relationship. But no, sure. But my life put me in a situation where I was in a bit more of a of a role where I was supposed to be protecting them probably yeah. because of the stuff that happened with my parents and and um but I definitely did not knock it out of the park all the time um and still don't but they're there now and you know grown to sort of do the same for me you yeah. know we kind of look out for each other but, but this just sort of like um I th- I I think especially even and I don't know if it's every culture or just our culture or whatever, but there's an, there's this thing that I want to sort of like that I have to be more protective of this feminine thing, hmm. right? Where it's a the, you know the, the 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 classic like dudes are hard and crusty and mm-hmm. you know ladies need to be protected and all this stuff. And it's it the, I've fallen so much away from that because of all the strong like amazing women that are in yeah. my life that have guarded me and protected me so there's just all of these uh what what do you what do you want to leave to the things that you feel like that you should be able to take care of and protect but you can't and then they end up creating something better and more and being even stronger than you could have ever been um well and everybody and dude that's i mean Everyone experience is relative to them. So like where you where you are in life right now, like that totally relates. Yeah. That's totally like because yeah. that was like you I know a lot of people that were kind of parenting younger siblings. And it's a very similar thing. And then the the stage of like as this um NET therapist that I just recently went to, neuro-emotional technique. Uh, yeah, I'm into a lot of uh, yeah. hippie, cool, crazy stuff. She, talking, like working, trying to r- chop the onion wide open. Like a lot of, I, I don't like to slowly peel the onion layers back. I'll, if I, there's something going on, I want to cut it open and see what it is and let's expose that. Now, I was having a hard time getting to something internal and... So I went to this NET therapist, this woman from South Africa, and um, and Anita Theart is her name. Anita Theart. Yeah. Cool lady. Like, works out of her house. She's here in town. Yeah, she's here in town. 
And she, but she, we were talking about my like parenting is something that was coming up and tied back into my childhood and this other crazy stuff. And she was like, your son's journey is none of your effing business. Like you do what you can do. And then their journey is their journey. You can't control it. You don't need to control it. It's none of your business. <laughs> that smacked me so hard. But I mean, that's, that's just what you're saying. Like, you know what? Mm. You do the best you can and then you leave them. You know, to my daughters, I leave my home. Like, I now they'll go make it theirs. My son will make of this world hopefully something better than I've done. And same with my my daughter's already doing that. Like, mm. Um, mm. We hope you were able to join us for the first hour of our program. But if you're just joining us now, we've been talking with Duquette Johnson, looking back through the years a little bit. We've listened through some tracks from Etowah, released in 2006. We're going to hear some more from Rabbit Runs and Destiny later. But right now, two more previously released singles from the upcoming album, which is called The Social Animals, which will be out on February the 25th on Single Lock Records from Duquette Johnson. It's To My Daughters and Mystics, right here on Local Mash. Just 
Sunday night, and you're listening to Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio. So it's all it's all relative. I mean, 
Dude, it's like when I went to to jail before I wrote the Etowah record, and and there were people that were like, "Oh, well, you were only in maximum like security lockup for thirty days. That's not crap." And I was like, "To me, it is. It's relative to my experience in mm. life, mm-hmm. you know." And mm-hmm. so I try not to judgment like put judgment on anyone's experience because it's all relative to where they are and what they've been through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. It's insightful. Let's skip ahead to 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 Mystics, which is one of the singles, the third single. Yeah, the third one, yeah. That that came out. Um that one's one that I haven't listened to as much. That you haven't listened that to? I haven't, so yeah. I would love to kind of just hear a little bit more about maybe where you're at about that one at this this point and um I mean on mystics I wrote in our bed while Morgan was like holding Tennessee or he was just asleep in between us and maybe she was reading and originally this song had like probably 12 or 15 verses and no chorus <laughs> at all like it was just it was just this hypnotic repeating thing and I mean, like the first line, I search for the mystics in my night. All of my dreams can come with fright. Like, I, it, 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 there's apparently a lot of searching I've been doing in this life on Earth, um, which I think so many people do, whether they admit it or not. I'm just getting to where I am way more open about all of my journey. And, um, yeah, that was me just really digging in, but it was about that. It was about searching for meaning within my family. Um, I mean, lyrically, it's it's all it, lyrically. It's like it's all about them, you know. Like, um, I mean, I'd have to pull up the lyrics here. I don't, I, I should have everything just super memorized, but. Um, I guess what do you think of when you think of that image of a mystic? Because to me, it's become like it, that was something that probably like as a kid in church, that was something that was like, ah, no, you know, like that's not yeah. that's a dark image. But as I've grown, it's become a much more uh, open ended, uh, broader sort of thing that I can relate to. Yeah, to me, when I was talking, I think when I wrote this and was talking about searching for mystics in my night, like, was literally searching for people that are connected to, like, a more tapped-in flow from the universe, to people that are operating purely out of love Mm -hmm. and that are absolute Mm -hmm. lights. You may not see them, you may not know them, but they are walking that walk and looking for those people that could expand my consciousness, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I was searching for. And at the time, we were leaving the church. We had been going to church. We were getting very disillusioned with it. Um, you know, a lot of people that I thought would be there for us just ghosted, or, just disappeared yeah. because we weren't showing up at church. Yeah. You know, so it like, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of like, okay, I'd gone through this and done that and thought this was it. And nope, <laughs> like, oh, these people, you know, it's just, 
and I hold nothing against any of those people. It's just I'm on my journey and doing my thing. And, um, yeah, that's, you know, and late sleepless nights with a, a kid and you're just delirious as hell. Like you start searching for all sorts of meaning and, uh, like what you're, what the hell you're doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm sort of amazed at how many of the things that I really personally relate to the ways that the images and stuff. Um, I don't know if I was really prepared for that. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, and I get, uh, and I like, wow. I'm, it's very blatant, direct, like at the last, the very last verse says, I see those sleepy, sleepy eyes. They're so beautiful and bright. All the sounds you make and the cries you give and the love you learn to share. Like, that was just me staring at my newborn kid, just and pouring it out you know and i wrote most of those lyrics were written on the spot i kept everything that i wrote i just had the voice memo going the whole time and i was just singing over and over and over and over and then once i got to the studio it was like all right to demo it was like this needs a chorus I can't have 12 verses like this. Is not... <laughs> I'm trying to be bob dylan on this one yeah and i mean and considering how much jazz sonically influences what I do like 12 verses would be no big deal but um I, I'm not, <laughs> you know I'm just a songwriter man <laughs> you are listening to Local Mash on Birmingham Mountain Radio brought to you by Church Street Coffee and Books in Crestline Village and Boutwell Studios Boutwell Studios creative audio and production yep 107.3 FM every Sunday night from 7 to 9 you can catch us here um, sometimes we have extended interviews like this, and sometimes we've just got a bunch of brand new music and classics from Alabama at large and Birmingham in specific, um, specifically. And tonight, our guest, of course, is Duquette Johnston. And in case you're just catching up with us, here's one more time, because we love it so much and because it's freshly out. And the most recent single from his album that will be out on the 25th called The Social Animals. Here it is one more time tonight. This is Local Mash.
tonight here on Local Mash, the fourth single from the upcoming release from Duquette Johnson called The Social Animals, out on February 25th. And now back to our conversation of a couple of weeks ago with Duquette. Mm, wow, that's, that's cool. We'll jump ahead a little bit. Because um, we talked about Run With The Bulls. Um, well, we kind of talked a little bit about tonight already, too. Mm-hmm. But um, so that really just leaves. And now the the interesting thing. Sorry to cut, oh, cut no, you there. Yeah. Like, and I don't know how much we want to talk about tonight, but the lyrics on that one. I mean, there's been some people have been ignorant to the fact that there's been um, racial and political undercurrents and things going on and injustices. For years. It's never stopped, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, people can act like it maybe was less for a while, but it, it was not. And, and the pandemic just brought a ton of things to light, uh, which we needed. But lyrically, like this one really, like, I think it was crazy, like how it's been right where it's supposed to be from the first time I wrote it, you know? Um uh, about murder on the streets and people needing to come together and like needing a break, needing like a bit of relief, like, and then into the chorus tonight, 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 it'll be all right. Like, it's just this a- anthem. I sorry, you know, I loved getting people to sing with me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so that's why that song just stuck around because it will be all right. We, we, we can make things better. Like you just have to, <laughs> Try and not get totally jaded by the crap of the world and choose to keep fighting a good fight. Yeah, and it might not happen like you think, but it can work out anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> and maybe better than you thought. Well, sometimes mm-hmm. it's better to quit thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So the whole thing will be out on the 25th. The social animals. Again, very aptly named <laughs> and in addition to all of this um i mean i think i kind of know partially the answer to this but how do you how do you guys you as a family you as an individual whatever um you as 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 a a business as you know as a member of the community here in birmingham mm-hmm. um which also we can talk about because there's all these little sub scenes that people talk about in music, but there's really one big community of musicians in Birmingham the way that I see it. Um, but I'm not even sure what I'm not even sure what my what my question would be. Um, Other than maybe just, uh, this is something that's interesting. Uh, like how, how, yeah. So let's go specifically with Club Duquette. Mm-hmm. How do you see that having the same kind of impact or a similar kind of impact as far as community stuff, right? Yeah. As as obviously the, your heart for music and, and people and your family yeah. and your openness about 
seeking and searching and growing. Um, how do you, how do, how do you, you know, tie? How do you connect Club Duquette to that? I mean, because obvi- obviously you're going in a direction where it's like, it's very much more a, uh, uh, it's about a commodity, right? Like it's a, in some ways. Well, yeah. In some ways. Yeah. It has to be. And, I, you, and I'm, I, you have to have money to live on this you planet. Have to, so you do, absolutely. Some things have to have, I told someone this total side of it, but like, it's not that business is bad. It's what businesses and humans do with their money that's exactly. bad. Well, and you have yeah. a wonderful location that you're in, right? Mm-hmm. Which is is another way of and and the things that go on with the street market you know yeah um, there, I mean, there I, are a lot of really exciting things that are happening in that location i think like so we club duquette started because we wanted another creative outlet we did not want to go work for anyone else we had always worked for ourselves we're very hard-headed very stubborn no one would give us money we had horrible tax debt we had bad credit no credit like anything and everything was stacked against us but we thought this is what we needed to do my wife's family was in the garment industry going back seven generations so we both were like super into fashion um and we wanted a place to where everyone that showed up would feel welcome you know, I cannot be everything to everyone. No one can. I can't carry – I tr- can try to carry a, a wide swing of, of cost of goods things, but I'm also going to be really hard-nosed because I'm stubborn and tell people like, well, you know, buying quality is better than quantity. Business advisors will tell me I'm an mm-hmm. idiot. And then also like, <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do where you are in life. Some people can't save to go buy a quality item. So they got to buy what they can. But I think the world is set up so that like, and this is a whole other rant that I could go off on probably. No, this is awesome. It's this like is great. I'm freaking, uh, I forgot the TV character's name, but it, like to where working class don't get paid crap. So then they're forced to go buy cheap crap that's made by people getting paid even less than them. And so you think people in this country, like people aren't, a lot of working class are not paid crap in this country compared to what others are making. And that forces them to be stuck in like this, there's this circle of like, keeping people in poverty that goes on it's enslavement and it's, it's, it's crazy and yeah. especially in the garment industry and, and everything else but so we wanted a place to where we could bring in a brands that we loved and believed in and believe the brands that believed in community and were down with that but we wanted to have a place where everyone felt welcome where everyone could come in hang out have a sparkling water, maybe have a cold beer if I have one in the fridge. Here's some good music. Like, because pre pandemic, you know, we did those parties every yeah. other month, showcase different artists, showcase controversial art. Like, the first show we did with Roscoe Hall was like, man, it was, it was about police violence against the black community and racial injustice and people came in and got uncomfortable and I loved it Mm -hmm. because that means there's work that can be done that people can hopefully open up their hearts and learn. But the point of Club Duquette was to create a place that was open and could build community because everyone, Morgan, I believe everyone's searching for connection. Everyone wants to belong. And by doing shows where you're mixing different types of music, different artists, you can bring people together and join them together in this way that you, people never knew or thought was possible. Yeah. So it was about that and also a way for us to support our family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, brilliant. 
because music doesn't always pay the bills. And prior to my wife's art, like really taking off, like we did creative consulting. We were doing any, like we worked in production. We did consulting for like, uh, like a huge architecture firm and redid their website, their imagery. We did personal styling. I produced videos and photo shoots and she styled them. And it just all, we've just sort of chased like, all right, where, where are we supposed to go? We're just sort of riding with that current. And Club Duquette was, is, has been part of that. So we were doing all that pre-pandemic, and then the pandemic hit, and we, you know, we haven't done an event in two years. And all the other businesses around us closed down or went out of business, except for the record labels and the recording studios. <laughs> you know, on, yeah. the, on the block. It's been just us over there for over a year, for like a year and a half. It's So it's been... It's been challenging, uh, and it's been, you know, it's been a bummer not to be able to do the events. But I also have to put my family's health and yeah, yeah, uh, my family's, you know, our community's health top priority. But we'll get back to it. But yeah, that's Club Duquette was a way for us to just try and help build community and bring people together, man. Now from Duquette Johnson's 2013 release called Rabbit Runs a Destiny, it's the first two tracks from that album, Heart is Breaking and Rabbit Runs a Destiny, here on Local Mash.
Local Mash. Every Sunday night, 7 and 9. Night 7 and 9.
I mean, doing shows like where we had Love More and Lady Legs. I think I've got. You know. I wasn't even thinking about it, but I think I got. Yeah, yeah I got, you, you got on some got jeans from this show. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Which have, I mean, this there's, they clearly last much <laughs> like longer, and I'm I can be hard on stuff, yeah. you know, but um, yeah. So it's just, it's meeting all kinds of needs in many different ways. Yeah, yeah. But I like hearing you talk about quality and about investing in things that last you know i mean mm -hmm. it's and then that may seem i don't know when it comes to that it may seem more trivial than when we're talking about our community but it's all tied it's all tied together No, it's all connected man because yeah. i mean look i've the pandemic has not exposed how much we all are affected by each other then i don't know what will yeah i really don't like i mean we yeah we, the more we take care of each other the better we all are <laughs> absolutely absolutely wow wise wise words wise words well and like i said when we opened up i hope this is not the last time i really hope this is the beginning of a much longer conversation there's a lot we can talk about <laughs> because there's a lot to get onto. there really is there's so much well it's um, just it's so funny because originally i was going to come on two years ago and talk about the etowai album right which, the re-release? Yeah, which of, Single yeah. Lock reissued. And then that was part of the whole, our plan was reissue Etowah on Single Lock. We've shot this documentary that we've just shot some additional stuff of. It's like a narrative documentary. Oh, cool. Okay. That was originally just about the Etowah record and my time in Etowah County and the writing of that album and what it meant. And then we just filmed some stuff to sort of connect the dots between then and now. It's a story documentary. Like where I'm, it's a lot of me talking and walking around. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's where my father-in-law grew up. Lauren spent most of her yeah, time think, growing up in Gaston. Yeah, yeah, I think we've yeah, talked yeah, we talked about yeah. that before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then you know, we just delayed everything and 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 waited. I was in no rush. But yeah, there's obviously a lot of me. I've been in the music scene in Birmingham for a long time. Yeah. For thirty. <laughs> 31 years, 30 years. What a like an amazing thing to be able to say, you know? <laughs> well, cuz we're still head, here, you're still here. In my <laughs> head, all, I still think I, in my head I still think I'm a teenager, but you know, on paper I'm I'm, I'm past that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that'll ever change. God, I hope it doesn't. Me too. Me too. Everything seems so fresh and exciting and even more so, I think than when when I was a kid. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. Well, and that's the beauty of, like, y'all both working with kids is they're going to keep stuff fresh. They're going to make you see, look through different eyes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be your own kids to do that. And sometimes it's harder with your own kids because you're trying to, like, regulate and do parenting things. But, like, right, and I think the right. more we can keep a kid at heart, like, we're born to be creative people. No matter, like, it, 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 it may not be painting it may not be music but i think we are born inherently all creative and the world squashes that in tons of people right so the like my wife has some picasso quote she always uses about like always trying to get back to what you did as a kid you know mm -hmm. and so yeah i'm trying to l live through that lens of man this is cool you know while still 
making sure I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fine balance. You can't live in ignorant bliss, but you know, you can see the world through the eye of a kid, and everything's magnificent. And creativity is the coolest freaking thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, before we wrap up for today, is are there other people? That, that you need to give shouts out to as far as specifically with the record with the new record mm -hmm. yeah well I mean Jeffrey Cam from Communicating Vessels the record wouldn't have been made without without Jeffrey like he's supported me while this label while the album is out on single lock and obviously I owe them massive props and Reed Watson who is my manager um like Jeffrey was the one that heard these songs and was like, the, you got to make this record. And when John and Yellow was like, man, I'm down. I want to do it. Jeffrey was like, we got to make this record now for sure. <laughs> and then when Steve Shelley from Sonic Youth was like, let's cut it at the Sonic Youth studio. Jeffrey was like, yeah, let's make this happen. Like mm -hmm. he was there from the get go, mm. you know, believing in my music and my art. Um, and then everybody with the record from, you know, Reed, who's my manager and Reed and Addie from Thousand Dances Management um, and the whole single lot crew and then all the musicians. I mean, on the record, like, so we did the rhythm tracks at Sonic Youth Studio. It's just me, the bass player, Emil Amos, who's got his own band, Holy Sons, and he plays in, like, Ohm, like, doom metal band, you yeah. know, like, uh, which is amazing to think that a heavy metal drummer is playing bass on my record. Um <laughs> but then all the other instruments is all Birmingham musicians. It's David Swatzel on all the lead, Seth Brown from Lady Legs on all the keys, Taylor Hollingsworth's got like two songs he throws some stuff down on, Greg Slayman puts some synth down on one song. Oh, nice. Okay. And then all the backup singers, you know, Rachel yeah. Becca and the other girl who I'm going to get slapped for not knowing her name. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I, I really got to remember that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thanks for letting me shout out the people that really uh, worked on this record, and then thank you, like you and all of Birmingham Mountain Radio, like and Substrate Radio. It's mm -hmm. like the 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 Birmingham community is absolutely amazing. I've been a bit of a hermit, but I'm still paying attention. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We feel fortunate to be part of that, man. We really do. Yeah. So thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Duke Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, the album is called The Social Animals. It's out on Single Lock Records from up in uh, the Shoals area on February the 25th. Yep. All right. Cool. We'll get back to it. Here's some more music. This is Local Mash. That's going to about wrap things up for us tonight here on Local Mash on Birmingham Mount Radio. want to say thanks again to our guest tonight, Duquette Johnston. Go find the social animals. Um, thanks to Single Lock for setting this all up and keeping us in the loop with all of the amazing things that are going on up there. Follow Single Lock. Please remember to find us on the social media, uh, Local Mash BMR on Instagram and Twitter, and Local Mash on Facebook. And find the podcast. Like and follow. Give us a five-star rating. And this interview will be up in case you only caught part of it tonight. It'll be up in a couple of, couple of days. So you can catch it there. Finally, Thanks to Birmingham Mountain Radio for being so supportive of the amazing live and recording music scene community here in Birmingham, all of the collective scenes in the community. We would not be here without them. Local radio family like this is truly, truly a rarity, and we are forever grateful. Please remember to stick around for Essential Indie with DJ Gino next. All right, so we're going to play it out. One more from Duquette Johnston. This one 
again from Rabbit Runs a Destiny. It is called It Was You. This is Local Mash. You're listening to Local Mash, brought to you by Birmingham Mountain Radio.